You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Nightsey. With me, as always, is Mikey Man Freddy versus Jason. That was uh, not your best. <laughs> how dare you? That Okay, you saw how long it took me. <laughs> it took me... So I came up with that right before, in our, like, our pre-show warm-up thing. You you saw how I said like oh I need to think of a nickname and then like what how how long was it until I came uh, up with it about fifteen seconds I think that's overestimating <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah uh fifteen ten five ten fifteen seconds to come up with uh, Freddy versus Jason have you ever seen Freddy versus Jason or any of the um Freddy or Jason series of movies. I think I, I've seen um, Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 3 after watching the documentary on the series because it got me interested. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever seen any of the Friday the 13th movies. And I have not seen Freddy vs. Jason. But here it's adventure. Yeah. Uh, did you know that Rey Mysterio is in the movie? Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was a, was a stunt double for... Freddy. That is wild, huh? Um, I want to look this up just to make sure I'm not getting it correctly. Um, was it Robert England in Freddy vs. Jason? Um, um, I don't know if it was Robert England. It might have been. If it was, Rey Mysterio seems like a really weird stunt double. <laughs> yeah, they're not quite. Th- I mean, it is a mask, sort of. I mean, it's burnt skin, but is you can it? easily just wear that as a mask. Yeah, I guess. He was this. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Robert England was in the movie. It was his final appearance as Freddy Krueger. Okay. Um, Jason Voorhees was some other guy. According to this website, which is not great, um, he was an extra in the movie. But it, according to what I what I've seen, and according to another thing, he was a stunt double. Um, Interesting. Uh, apparently there's a point where there's some pipes and Freddy jumps off some pipes uh, and it's really, really high. Does Freddy so pop out of the ground? Mysterio to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if he pops out of the ground in the movie because I haven't seen That'd it. That'd be the perfect thing for Freddy Mysterio um, to do. I'm sure he knows a lot about doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that there's some sort of um, moment in the thing where uh, uh, Freddy... Uh, you know, begins to sing some sort of Buyaka Buyaka 619 where Definitely. POD gets some more checks in their mailbox. Instead of one, two, Freddy's coming for you, it's bu- <laughs> Buyaka nice. Buyaka, Freddy's uh, coming for you. that's all for our pre-show, folks. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of pre-show, there's one thing I want to talk about, Mikey. Okay. And it's the fact that we may or may not have gone a little early. We maybe shot our load. That's graphic. Maybe, maybe we we went a little bit too too trigger happy. Nah, that's still kind of graphic. Uh, maybe we were too we we're early. Maybe we read read the red light, yellow light. I don't know. Okay. Um, in a video made on Rhino's Twitter account, uh, he stated that uh, he is not retiring. In fact, um, his his it sort of looks like it seems like his contract may up. He may wrestle some other places. He's still going to do the Spain tour, like we said before. But in that Twitter video, he did say he's not retiring. Granted, it's wrestling, so who knows what anything is anymore. Whoops. Um. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was interesting. So there's a chance we may have shot the gun. We may have yeah, jumped the gun a little bit. I got here. no idioms here. Jump the gun. That's what I'm trying to get to. I think. Um, we may have jumped the gun a little bit. So what are your thoughts on Rhino? Maybe, perhaps not retiring. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. I guess that's true. We'll play it. We'll play uh, it by it, ear. <laughs> Yeah. Um, if there's the chance that he d- is not officially retiring, it's just storyline or whatever, he's still on WWE for the next 12 billion years. Um, what do we do? Um, I mean, I feel like we can't just go back on this, right? We can't be like, he's retired. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Fair. <laughs> what well, in... And in contrary, this is wrestling. I guess that's true. Terry Funk has retired a million times. I guess you're right. <laughs> so maybe I'm every time we bring him saying. back for a match, we call it his last match. Just so when it actually does happen, <laughs> we got it. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our Clash of Champions. Not Night of Champions. Clash of champions pay-per-view spectacular special uh, on this sunday uh thank you so much for for tuning in and staying subscribed so you can get this on a sunday um mikey it's clash of champions it's our third pay-per-view we've done hell in a cell we've done survivor series and now we're back with clash of champions mikey how Wait, are you not- feeling it's not night of champions no it's not night of champions it's clash of champions okay uh, well, does that change things for you? A little bit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Let's uh, do that's, it. That's, let's, that's... let's kick the shit out of this uh, pay-per-view. Let's kick this pay-per-view's butt. Yeah, dude. Um, well, let us go down the, I guess, the proverbial lineup of matches we have. Um, like we always do in our pay-per-view episodes, we want to set the uh, card up first. Um, and then follow it up with, you know, so actual, um, whatever's <laughs> some actual matches. Yeah, yeah, match match results. That's the word. Uh, there it is. I, I <laughs> forgot the word results. All right, let's um, let's let's go through what matches we have set up for this. Uh, okay, this wonderful pay per view. Okay, this is in no particular order. If anything, this order is the order of when we made it. When we made these yep. matches, uh, or when they were made in the schedule of the timeline of the world. 
Um, first off, we have AJ Styles versus Adam Cole in a WWE Championship match. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a we have Sheamus and AJ Styles after Cesaro gets sadly injured. Sheamus and AJ Styles versus the Undisputed Era in a SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match. Um, because the audience sort of knows what we're doing here. Um, peek behind the curtain. Um, I sort of, to, to give you some of that those stats about excitement and booking and how we've been doing with this storyline, I just sort of lump the two together since it, the storyline of this has been mm-hmm. sort of lumped together. Like the match will almost undoubtedly be in a, in a little bit, <laughs> about yeah. an hour. Um, so uh, for this, you know, Styles, Sheamus, Cesaro, Undisputed Era matches, spectacular. Uh, Excitement gets a 2.79 out of 4, and Booking gets a 3.08 out of 4. All right, all right. People are so, hype, I hope. Not as hype as I honestly expected. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of big names there that I'm um, surprised didn't get higher rankings, but I guess this is just how we're going to have to move on. Yeah. Um, it's That was very interesting. Um, we also have in a triple threat match for the United States Championship. We have Rey Mysterio, the defending champ, versus Bray Wyatt and Harper. Um, with Sister Abigail um, t- possessing his body. Yes. Uh, we're not, I guess at this point anymore, not really, well, partly possessing, but also now like f- almost undoubtedly fully, I've said un- almost undoubtedly way too many times, <laughs> fully in Harper mm-hmm. um, after that promo last Tuesday. Um, this excitrometer gets a 3.5 out of 4. Mm-hmm. Booking gets a 3.31 out of 4. Okay. Not terrible. No, it, if anything, much better. I mean, 3.5 out of 4? It's pretty this good. Is, I, this is one of our most excited matches. Mm-hmm. This is way this is way more excitement and way more booking, like, good thumbs-up-ness uh, than our, our tag team WWE Championship matches. That's true. That's wild. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Um, we also have... Drew McIntyre versus Dan Bryan, one-on-one, two dudes. Excitrometer getting a a 3.67 out of 4. Makes sense. Booking here gets a 3.75 out of 4. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Now, this is is almost almost undoubtedly our shortest and quickest build um, of the matches. Of but any of people these are most excited about it because it's two gigantic names. Yes, uh, two not only two gigan- gi- gigantic, uh, two not only two giant names, but these are both people that are consistently at the top of our excitometers and our booking. Um, if we, uh, well, I'll talk about this um, on Tuesday for hit the books to normal Tuesday SmackDown episode, but both of these guys are in our like top 10 overalls um of our roster like these are huge names Mm -hmm. uh, that are having this matchup and it's it should be pretty good i mean obviously we can't show the match to people but this should be pretty good uh yeah 
Uh, in the real life, I would love to see it. Me too. Um, next up for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, we have Nia Jax taking on champion Becky Lynch. Excitrometer gets a 3 out of 4. Booking gets a 3.1 out of 4. Okay. Okay. We can work with that. Yeah, I think we can work with that. Next up, in a in the finals of the number one contenders triple threat match tournament for the SmackDown, triple... never mind for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship, we have Charlotte Flair taking on Tamina one on one. Excitometer two point one out of four. Booking two point six two out of four. Okay. All right. It's a little low, but I think I think it's still fine. It's almost a three. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost a three in booking, I guess. <laughs> uh closer to a two point five. Um yeah. yeah, it's it's sort of low, but I mean it has the flair aspect to it, but also I think for some people it still has the Tamina aspect for people. Yeah. Um and, and Tamina uh, uh, watching the like overall rankings of our people, um, change through this matchup. Like having Flair interact with Tamina, it sort mm-hmm. of helped. Flair's gone down a little bit, but Tamina's definitely gone up a bunch. Um, so, yeah, I so, agree. You know, she's getting better. She's getting better. Um, next up and finally, actually, finally, our final matchup tonight is Mojo Raleigh with The Miz in his corner versus Mike Kanellis in a no-disqualification match. Excitrometer getting a 2.33 out of 4. Booking gets a 2.88. I'm a little disappointed by that because I was really excited about this storyline. Well, you could still be excited about this storyline, Mikey. It's just... I, I am. Um, I just thought people would be more excited about it. Yeah, I, I, I am in agreement. I am in agreement. I think... Uh, I was hoping people would be more excited about it. I mean, I think overall, I thought more people would be excited ac- excited across the board. Me too. For all these matches. Um, McIntyre, Brian makes sense. Harper, Wyatt, Mysterio is actually exceeding, a little bit exceeding my expectations. Yeah, same here. Um, but I thought Flair, to me, I thought Raleigh Kanellis definitely the WB championship and SmackDown live championship storylines definitely thought that should have been higher. Um, yeah, it, they're a little low. Everything's a little low than I usually think it would be. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little low, but Hey, that's the business we're in. That's the that's the business we're in. The cutthroat wrestling business. Everyone's trying to grab that brass ring and kiss the boss's butt. Uh I don't know, I'm kinda of losing it, Mikey. I'm losing it. Um Already, Ryan? We're only like fifteen minutes in. You're fifteen minutes in. Fight me. Uh how dare you, sir? We don't have we don't we can't because we don't have that match book tonight. <laughs> we don't uh, have Ryan versus Mikey. On the card. No, we do not. Uh, Are we the pre-show? But... <gasps> that hurt to breathe in. <coughs> um, speaking of pre-show, uh, let us order this card yeah, up. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let us come up with ideas of how to book this matches up. Um, 
let's think what what sort of match are we thinking for pre-show let's just go in order i guess um pre-show what are you thinking <sighs> there are so many good matches on this card it's very hard to pick a pre-show yeah i hmm. agree i think for me it comes down to two uh it comes down to either the flair tamina <clears throat> match or the Mojo Mike Canellis match. I think let's do the Flair Tamita match because I think the Mojo Canellis match is stipulation is not on the card. If it was just Joe Canellis one on one, I would put it in the pre show. But since it's no DQ, I think we should keep it in the main card. I mean you can make an argument for the same thing for the Flair Tamita match. It's the number one contenders match. That's true. But at the same time, you have to. You're gonna have to watch the pre-show to find out who's the next number one contender. Mm. At at the very also same time, it's the pre-show. Like, well, is that a thing? Well, that will interest people like to watch that, or is that like? Because that's also because Mikey. That's also meaning we're not the flare is not on the main card. That is kind of buck wild. Yes, Charlotte Flair is not on the main card. Um, instead, Mojo Raleigh might... I mean, at the same time... Also, I'm saying a lot of same times as well. Undoubtedly undoubtedly at the same time, Mikey. Um, that also means The Miz is now on the main card. This is what happens when you make a bunch of good matches. <laughs> yep. What is not a huge deal i mean i'm proud of i like a lot of our match storylines like i mean me too but I thought they're we, really good if we can't pick a pre-show it's just like uh i feel like i'm i'm gonna put my throw my hat in for mojo mike i don't think i can come up with a good argument against that so i think i'm just gonna go with it and I think honestly, I feel like the only reason I'm saying that is because Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, according to this, according to our numbers, Flair and Tamina are the least excited and least thumbs up booking hmm. match, but at the same time. It's a flare on the pre-show. Yeah, but at the, but I also feel like we should put flare on the actual show. I'm gonna, I'm still gonna, despite that, I'm still gonna put Mojo Mike. That's my vote for pre-show. You, if you say no, that's that's fine by me. But and we'll hash it out in our other pre-show match where we duke it out over a game of Minesweeper. <laughs> a game of that's Minesweeper right. is how we're gonna solve that's, this. That's right. That's how we break ties on the show. We play Minesweeper, and whoever hits a mine loses. <laughs> Incredible. I, I don't know where that came from, but that is improv out of my butt. Incredible. I All right. I think we could put Mojo and Mike on the, the pre-show then. Okay. Um. So that is Mojo Raleigh. Mo, Mojo Raleigh. Like Mojo Raleigh. Um, we have The Miz versus Mike ah, Mike Canellis. Uh I don't know, just no DQ match. Okay, match roll well, pre-show set. Um what is what is match number 1? 
match number one. Okay, match number one should be tag match. AJ, Sheamus, Undisputed Era. So they could do a so they could do a wrestle and also have time to rest before what I'm assuming is going to be the main event. Agreed, agreed. I'm completely agreed. That was gonna be my pitch to you, my friend. Alright, let's do that first. <laughs> I agree. So that will be for the SmackDown Live tag team titles. Championships, sorry, Vince. Um Okay, and then we both agreed our main event will be this winner takes all match. Yes. Styles, Sheamus, and some third person that we'll discuss later. We have no clue who. Because I think you can make an argument for several people. I agree. Like Balor, maybe? I don't know. Um, okay. I mean, um, it's fine. And I'll just take Adam Cole and AJ Styles off the off this spit. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that is. Okay, so we got match one, pre-show, and match six, our main event. Uh, what other mm-hmm. matches uh, do you want to place here? Uh, match two, what do we got? Let's just go down the card again. Um, um, we got Mojo pre-show. Style, Sheamus, Undisputed Era for the tag titles, opening the show, really. Match number one. What match should follow that? Uh, Let's get the number... Uh, not the number, maybe not the number of contenders match. I do think, but I do think though that should come before Becky and Nia. I agree with that. Okay, so maybe we do do that and then have Becky and Nia before the main, maybe before the main event. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So Flair and Tamina in match number two, Becky and Nia in match number five. Yes, you're the epitome of confidence here, Mikey. Yes. <laughs> of course. Um whatever you say, boss. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, joking. Uh so we have and then also here. So that leaves us with two matched spots. Uh, mm. Dan Bryan versus Drew McIntyre and Mysterio Harper and Wyatt. We got three and yes. four. I mean literally it's a toss up. Which one should be what? Uh I think Dan Bryan, Drew McIntyre should be in the middle. Three, four, three, three. Okay, I I sort of agree. Um, uh, because uh, some people in the wrestling business have commented that if the best match usually nowadays goes on uh in the middle. Um. Because, for whatever reason, it's, they don't want it to blow out the main event. Because I mean, look at look at look at any pay per view. I'm gonna come come closer, audience. Come come closer, audience. Ear, come, in, come in nice and close. Come put here. the earbuds. Put, put your ear right right to the microphone. Earbuds, right to the headphones. Put the earbuds through your ear holes and into your brain. Look at any pay per view, and look at where the WWE Championship is listed at. And where the Universal Championship is listed at. Or not even the Universal Championship. Like, I don't know, some Raw match. SmackDown's always in the middle, baby. And Raw is always the main event. Uh, it's either that or some women's match. Best matches. And usually that. Best matches in the middle. And if it's Ronda on the card, then you know Ronda's going to be the main event. 
uh i mean in the usually the best match is in the middle um i mean look look at wwe evolution the best match on the like that happened that they knew i mean they they practiced these matches beforehand i don't want to break kayfabe everyone but i am um this is all secret that's why i'm somewhat whispering that's why you're in close yes that was that's why we're all in close we're around the fireplace (laughs) mikey added a fireplace sound effect don't do that that's too much work um (laughs) (laughs) this is not a point anyways um look at wwe evolution the smackdown live women's title was second to last with ronda being the main event like they knew what match was going to be legitimately better, but they still put Ronda there because she's a bigger star. I mean, that's obviously that's why they did that. But the best matches don't go in the main event. The draws go in the main event. Yeah. Oh, that is such a great sentence, Mikey. I honestly, that was so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like the perfect thing of what I'm trying to say. The draws go in the main event. Oh, God, it's perfect. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, anyways, back to the show. So, Hi, yeah, everyone. Uh, you yeah. guys can back up now. Uh, yeah, so Mysterio and Harper go in next. Uh, Bray Wyatt's there is on a pole, and he's... Uh... <laughs> so after after that whole that whole thing, I do, <laughs> I do have a suggestion. Yes, sir. We have... Two non-title matches in a row, and then three title matches in a row. So, I think we should switch McIntyre, Dan Bryan with Mysterio, Harper, and Wyatt. <laughs> after all of that, my friend. Li- after I, listen, you gave me, with all that talking, you gave me time to think about it. My greatest enemy, Mikey's mind. Um... And now I realize that we had three title matches in a row. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so is is this a good order that we're looking at? So I can yes. read out? I think I like uh, this better. So our card, our order ordered card for Clash of Champions is in the pre show, Mojo Raleigh with the Miz versus Mike Kanellis in a no disqualification match. Match one, AJ Styles and Sheamus versus the Undisputed Era for the SmackDown Live Tag Team titles. Match two, Charlotte Flair versus Tamina in a number one contenders match for the SmackDown Live women's title. Match three, Rey Mysterio versus Harper versus Bray Wyatt for the United States Championship in a triple threat match. Match four, Drew McIntyre versus Dan Bryan. Match five, Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Live women's championship. And in our main event, I mean, it's going to be AJ Styles, Sheamus, and some third boy versus the Undisputed Era for a winner's take-all WWE Championship SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match. That That is our card order. Bonkers card we got there. Bonkers card. Um, I love it. I love it, my dude. Okay, well then, I say we take a quick little break, and when we come back, we'll we'll make some match results happen. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Let us. We'll we will officially book 
our Clash of Champions pay-per-view, telling you all what goes down. Stay tuned! We are back. When I said and there, my jaw cracked, and now it hurts. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> I just heard I heard a pop. It hurt so badly. Anyways, uh, welcome back, everyone, to Clash of Champions pay-per-view. We just ordered a pizza. Uh, it's coming in about 30 minutes, uh, and it, in it is going to be all the match results for Clash of Champions. So that's right, audience. Now we're going to sit here for 30 minutes as the pizza comes in. And then once it does, we'll give you the rundown. And we're going to do it live. We're not going to edit it out. Right, nope. Mikey? Are you gonna, you're going to keep it on. Oh, great. Uh, pizza's here, Mikey. I got finally arrived. Oh, I'm glad. That was a long oh, half hour. Oh, God. Yeah, I my throat is dry. I have no I have no saliva, but then again, all of the saliva in my mouth. Because I've been salivating at the lips for this pizza. Oh. Hopefully we get that pizza for free because it took a little longer than thirty minutes. Yeah, it was like forty-five. <laughs> That's still not, is that the free part? I don't know. Uh, so let me open this up. That's right, it has hinges. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's these oh. new wood, these newfangled wooden pizza boxes. <laughs> these wooden. Oh my! The dog. My my dog was the pizza pizza guy, uh, or girl. Uh, my dog's a guy, so I guess that's true. Anyways, uh, oh, look at all these spicy meatballs on this pizza, Mikey. <laughs> uh, how long are we going to play in this space, Ryan? Till I'm done. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so let's give the audience some match results here. Let's start for, let's go down the order, eating slice by slice, um, finding out the match results. Um, it's like a fortune cookie and a pizza. Uh, it's too many metaphors. Anyways, um, let's a start pizza off with mode. seven slices. That's weird. <laughs> is it? How many? Is it eight? No, pre-show and six matches. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, well, the how many slices on the are way. pizza? Eight, usually. Yeah, the go- oh, well, my dog's hungry, probably. <laughs> um, okay, starting off in our pre-show, Mojo Raleigh with The Miz versus Mike Canales in a no-disqualification match. Mikey, I decided what might help is to give the audience a refresher and us a refresher. Okay. Um, we can't just eat this pizzas without soda, water, lemonade or anything. So I want to give you douse you down with some, with some, uh, sexy refreshers. some sponsored brand Pepsi Cola. <laughs> um, so I want to give, I want to give you all the refresher, the refresher course about these storylines, about what has been happening. So I wrote down essentially a paragraph um, describing the storyline up to now. All right, go ahead. So let me hit, let me hit you with that. <coughs> uh, sorry, there's pepperoni in my mouth. Um, okay, I'm done. Um, anyways, uh, when The Miz was battling Dan Bryan, he wanted to prove how great of a coach he truly was. Mike Kanellis became the Miz's new, the Miz's, the Miz's new protege, picking up his own wins while helping Miz take on Bryan. The two had mild success in messing with Brian, but ultimately lost to Dan Bryan in a steel cage match. Mike Kanellis would next face Mojo Rawley in a match on November 13th. Mojo Rawley won, earning some admiration from The Miz. 
Mojo has been on the undercard for too long. He needs to step up and turn some heads to move up the card. And turn some heads he did. Two weeks later, The Miz suddenly informs Kanellis that he's facing Mojo Raleigh again tonight. And if he loses, he will no longer be Kanellis' coach. Kanellis knows that he needs to prove that he is great. And that that first loss was just a fluke. If he wants to stay with The Miz, he has to pick up the victory. And in Mojo versus Mike 2, The Miz would grab Mike Kanellis' boots, distracting him and allowing Mojo Raleigh to do his finisher and pick up the victory. The Miz then raises Mojo's hand, signaling, signaling the end of Kanellis' partnership with The Miz and the beginning of Mojo's. Mojo knows that he has to prove himself, and with The Miz, that is possible. But Kanellis quickly understands what happened. It will never be about you, Mojo. Only The Miz. Those words shot out across the canvas. War started. The attacks began, each one escalating, culminating in Mike Canales attacking The Miz with a kendo stick and Mojo with some brass knuckles. The same brass knuckles Mike Canales tried to use to help The Miz defeat Dan Bryan. But all of that was in the past. Tonight, in this no disqualification match, who will stand tall and be the next great champion of tomorrow? And who will stay in the undercard? Mikey, let us book this match. Let's do it. Now, that is my own version of doing a video package. Very good. Uh, but but audio. Very good. Um, so, Mikey, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? <sighs> okay, so... Mm, I you feel like... cool spots in mind. Uh, I do have one. Okay. Because you know how Mojo does that linebacker kind of truck him thing? The, the, tackle. the pounce? Yeah, the pounce. I was thinking maybe he, uh, at one point, he takes a chair, throws it at Canellas, Canellas catches it, and he trucks him with the cha- while Canellas has the chair. Ooh. Oh, a pounce with a steel chair. I think that could be good. I like it. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Oh, that's beautiful. I have one which involves brass knuckles. Ooh, okay. Um, hit, hit it. Exactly. Mike Canellis hits <laughs> uh, the Miz with the brass knuckles. I like that. There's a moment where the Miz is trying to get himself involved, obviously, because this is a no disqualification match. I definitely believe at some point um, it becomes two on one. Uh, but hey, that that's the belly of the beast in a no disqualification match. Especially when the Miz is in the corner. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, but at some point, they the two of them try to set up something, maybe a table, maybe a ladder, I don't know. And Mike Nellis is able to grab some brass knuckies and hit the Miz with them. And maybe Mojo as well. Maybe it's two brass knuckles. And he just, just, just wallops him. But with all of that, I guess, what is the finish of this match? That is what we're trying to find. Yeah, what... I who should I feel like if we want to keep the story going with Mojo and Miz, I think Mojo has to win here. Mm-hmm. Which would mean Mojo has defeated Mike Kanellis three times in one-on-one competition. I feel like if Mike Kanellis wins, then I guess why would the Miz want Mojo anymore? You know, fair. That that is a good argument for Mojo. But I do also think that Canellis should win because he did lose twice already. You know? 
Yes, he has two losses to Mojo already, and this will be the third one-on-one match with him, and there could be a, another loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think you could keep this going with Mojo might get dropped. I don't know. We can probably find a way to keep him in because um, he just has to prove himself to be with him is. But if Mike Canales wins, it could be a huge baby face victory for my boy, Mike Canales. Mm, I agree. But then also it could set up down the line. We know our next pay-per-view is going to be the Royal Rumble. Surprise, surprise, audience. That's not a surprise. You know WB. Um, we could set up to a Miz-Mike Canales match. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Mojo Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, vote for, I vote Mike Canales. Yeah, I agree. I vote Mike Kanellis. What is the finish then? I think Mike Kanellis. So he has the power of love, right? And what was that again? It's been a while. <laughs> His finisher or the just the general power of love? Both. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. Does Maria get involved? Ooh. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe even the odds against the Miz a little bit. Yeah. Maybe after he gets hit with the brass knuckles later in the match, Miz is trying to distract the ref, and Maria comes and, like, pulls his feet off the ropes. Pulls his feet off the apron, and, like, Miz hits his face and falls down. And then Canelo sets the power of love while Mojo's kind of distracted by Maria. That's perfect. They're they're trying to set up for some sort of move. What would be a good move where... Miz is on the top rope. What would be a good double finisher move mm. for that? Um, from Mojo and the Miz. Um, maybe like a Tower of maybe like a Tower of not a Tower of Doom. What's that one where they where I'm thinking Mojo has Mojo has Mike in like a, like an electric chair position and Miz is gonna go from the top to do the clothesline. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, a Doomsday. Doomsday device. Yeah. That's it. That that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. Um. I think a doomsday device could be good. And they just want to, like, end Mike Kanellis, you know. Um, but then, out of nowhere, Maria Kanellis. Comes and shoves the Miz off the top rope. Yeah. Onto onto the table outside. That was set up prior? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Chekhov's uh, got baby. <laughs> Chekhov's table. Chekhov's table. He is the table. Um... <laughs> Uh, go for a doomsday device on Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis comes in, pushes the Miz into that table. Mike does, uh, what is it? Reverse, reverse hurricane Rana. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, he like gets his, he gets his bearings back. Maybe he flips around just does a regular hurricane Rana or he, or he, her, or he turns around hurricane Rana's, uh, mojo into the turnbuckle. Mojo bounces off and he's all stunned. And then that's when Canellis has the power of love. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That is the finish. Oh, and then and then obviously he wins with the power of love, and with Maria Canellis back, Mike and Maria um, definitely celebrate yes. in their love. I guess that sounds so um, weird. It sounds very weird. It sounds sounds very. It's not. Strange, it's not a I live sex it. celebration. We promise. Not yet. Not yet. Anyways. <laughs> Ryan, we're in the PG era. Stop. What if the randomizer picks it, Mikey? 
I don't think we have live sex celebration on the randomizer. Not unless the audience <laughs> tweets it at us. Damn it. Please don't tweet that at us, audience. Listen, I don't, we can't. We can't. We can't. Uh, we'll get sued by USA. Or maybe, I don't know. Ba ba ba. Um, perfect. Perfect. Honestly, great pre-show. Have you ever missed the pre-show? What are you doing? You can watch it for free on Twitter. Yeah. I have missed the pre-show, actually. Just mostly because I just haven't made it back on time from, like, where I was. Well, the time ha- that, I mean, that's sort of WWE's fault. is because the shows are, like, four million hours long. Um, So I get time. At the same time, it is also Sunday. But it's also Sunday. People do have other things on the weekend. But also, like... For this one specifically, like you missed it, you you missed it. I mean, that's a beautiful moment of husband and wife and baby. I don't know, maybe I don't know if the baby's there. Um, it's beautiful. Next up is AJ Styles and Sheamus versus the Undisputed Era. I wrote something up for this, but I'll just save it for our main event. Okay, I feel like that makes sense. I well because we know that this is that's gonna be part one and part two, so I'm just gonna do it the whole all of it later. Okay. So, yeah. Um, AJ Styles and, and Sheamus versus the Undisputed Era. Which members of the Undisputed Era are wrestling tonight? Did we agree on Fish and O'Reilly? Or was that last week? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't I don't quite remember. I want to say we said Fish and O'Reilly. Yeah. But do we do – I think we do Fish and O'Reilly, but knowing that we're going to do a winner's take all, do we have it be Fish and O'Reilly in the main event with Adam Cole? That would be good, I guess. Or do we have Roddy there? Like, Where, where do we put I Roddy? Think, is I, think whoever, I think what we have to do is have someone sit out, and then whoever sits out this match is in later. So oh, almost Undisputed definitely. Era has a fresh man. Undisputed Era have two fresh men. Yeah. Um, so I think it should be – yeah, let's go with Roddy and O'Reilly. Okay. Okay. Strong and O'Reilly. Uh, I imagine the other two are not here, or are they? Um, I think Fish is, but I think, let's say Fish is, but Adam Cole is in the back, like, trimming up. Okay, that makes sense. I think that makes sense. Okay. Um. Okay. So, any other spots that come out here, or should we go straight to the finish? I feel like we can go straight to the finish. Uh, I think we just need to figure out how it devolves into chaos to figure out why we why Paige would come out and be like, all right, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but, 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 it, what would happen in a DQ finish? Well, they don't want to do a DQ finish because they want to win. Um, oh, that's a great point. How does it, how does the, how does it become chaos? I think the ref gets knocked out, and then, like, Undisputed Era just kind of start beating up on AJ and Sheamus. And then Paige comes out, and she's like, no, 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 this isn't how it's going to happen. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. She's do like, we, no, 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 no. Do we want to not... have that third mystery person come out and save them, or do they I think f- we, I think we save it. Save it. Okay. Save it for, like... During the show, they have to find a new person? They have to find... The, like, I think during the show, they have to find that third person. 
okay, so that would be how this his match sort of dissolves. But what sort of is the um, the catalyst into making it a winner takes all match? Is it just time, or is it like we have to do it on this match, the show, or? I think it's just all the things that have been leading up to this, you know, like all of the matches, like they've all been fighting each other the whole time. So Paige is like, all right, that's it. Since you guys have been at each other's throats for weeks, all of you, how about we all put you in the ring together? Later, we'll have a winner take all match or whatever. Um, Plus, uh, um, we said that Undisputed Era put down that they're, they evoked their title matches for tonight. So it mm-hmm. has to happen. Yeah. Um, I'm not, but it's not going to be chaos. It's going to be in a match. And since, yeah. since we can't, you know, add more matches to this cards, like since we can't add, like repeat this match, start over this match again, I don't want to do that. Let's just all lump it into one match. Yeah. She's like, why don't we combine the two? So in our main event, Adam Cole versus AJ Styles will no, will no longer happen. Now it's going to be Undisputed Era versus uh, AJ Styles, Sheamus in a winner take all match, and then maybe like Paige leaves and we get like a segment backstage and Sheamus and AJ are like, we can't. It's just it's four on two. We can't. Like we like we have like that's like it's something about like them being like it's four on two we're at a huge disadvantage, and then Paige is like, "All right, you guys have until the main event to find a third person to fight with you." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, let's try to get one more match in properly. Um, so this ends in I guess a draw. <laughs> Yeah, this just kind of ends in nothing. Yeah, a draw, let's say. Yeah. Um, okay. 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 Um, next up, then, Flair versus Tamina in a number one contenders match. Mikey, let's look at the storyline. Let's take a refresher down memory lane yeah. about the storyline. <laughs> and we do this bit every time. <laughs> It's not funny. Um, I understand that audience. Okay, quit <laughs> tweeting at me. Um, okay, here we go. Flair and Tamina. It all started September 25th when Charlotte Flair lost her SmackDown Live Women's Championship to Carmella. She was then suspended for 30 days for violating WWE's wellness policy. We didn't see her again until October 30th where she returned to qualify for the Survivor Series women's team. Her opponent, Mikey, can you take a guess? Do you remember who her opponent was? Uh Charlotte. Yeah, who was who was opponent who was Charlotte Flair's opponent for when she returned returned to qualify for the women's Survivor Series team? It was Tamina. That is correct, Mikey. Tamina. Um and and Tamina lost that match to Charlotte Flair picking up the win. At Survivor Series, however, however, Flair would go on to be the third out of nine women to be eliminated in that match. Uh, the Country Club would then go on to pick a fight with Charlotte Flair um, following Survivor Series, saying that Flair stole their spot in the Survivor Series match. GM Page gave Flair the option of choosing her own partner in that tag match. After being rejected by every 
single member of the SmackDown Live women's roster, Tamina, stepped up to volunteer. They would go on to lose to the Country Club in both a tag match and one-on-one competition. Flair is hard on herself. How how can she lose? She's a Flair, after all. Tamina tells Flair that, hey, losses happen. Don't be down on yourself. You will get the next one. GM Page then announces a number one contender triple threat tournament where a new number one contender for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship will be anointed at Clash of Champions. Tamina wins her match, then Flair wins hers. A win finally came for both of them. But now, to have a shot at the Women's Championship, they have to face each other. Who will pick up this important win? Mikey, let us book this match. Let's do it. Charlotte Flair versus Tamina. What are we thinking? Hmm. This is a tough one, right? Honestly, it is. Honestly, I'll be honest, it is. Because I feel like if Charlotte doesn't win here, I don't know. I just don't know. Mikey, let me tell you what my heart tells me. Okay, go. My heart is telling me that Tamina should win. I because, I was feeling that too. Because I because the story feels like it's the story's obviously like flair overcoming losses. Mm. But part of me is like should like Flair win that the question is should Flair win and part of me is like no but because because by losing she can realize what Tamina was telling her is that everyone has her losses this does she will come back yeah that's that's the moment Hmm. my brain on the other hand is thinking that that means we'll have at the Royal Rumble Becky Lynch or Nia Jax, whoever wins that matchup. I don't want to play my hand here. Versus Tamina at Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, it's it's a weird one, but it does leave Flair open to winning the Royal Rumble. It does. Which would then mean WrestleMania, Becky Lynch, Flair. This is like this is like one We're of those back. moments. Yeah. <laughs> This this means this, Mikey. This is one of those matches. If Tamina wins, this is like one of those moments in I feel like WWE's booking where Tamina picks up the win and everyone on the internet will be angry. I agree. Like you're you're telling me if you and I were watching this match and Tamina won, and Tamina is now going to face Becky Lynch or Nia Jax at the Royal Rumble. You wouldn't be mad? I would be confused. Wouldn't this feel like a Ginger Mahal moment? It would a little bit, but it also would, like, with I feel, with the storyline we've been building, it's what makes sense, right? Agreed. Unlike Ginger Mahal, this makes sense. So I think we do it. I think Tamina wins it somehow here. I think Tamina wins it. Um, she wins. I'm gonna say clean. I think it. I think this match is competitive. 
I think this match, presuming it all goes well, that this is the match that tells everyone, hey, Tamina can wrestle, guys. She can hang, y'all. She can hang. Um, I I, I want to believe that this is the match where, like, Flair is helping raise up Tamina's status by, like, you know, like what Harley Race did for Flair all those decades ago. Like, by taking that loss, like, Tamina's stature goes up. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think that's what it is. I mean, how does Tamina win? I feel like... What, I feel like it's just a is a is a superfly splash. Yeah. What is her finisher, by the way? I don't know. I think maybe she she could do a superfly splash though. I'm sure. Oh well, yeah. Um, I think. Oh, she also has a super kick. But I feel like she wins it with a super. I mean, who doesn't? Splash. Who doesn't these days? Whew, fair enough. Uh, whew, really got popular in the past couple dec in the past couple years. Uh, okay. <laughs> Every one of their mom has a kick. Yes, well, ever since the beginning of the, ever since the Super Kick Party started, uh, it became uh, everyone's party. <laughs> everyone got an invitation, apparently. Yeah, everyone wanted to join in on the fun. Tamina wins with the Superfly Splash, uh, harkening back to her father, Jimmy Snuka. Uh, f- what happens after the match? I think after the match, this is my pitch to you, Mikey. If we're, if we're going to go with it, we're going to roll with this sort of match, this sort of storyline. I think Flair, you know, is a little bit upset. It's another loss. Cause, and also she's, like, down on her back. So like, she's slowly getting up. Does she snap? No. I, I think I think, I think think there's, like, a tease of, the smack, of a snap. Okay. But... Flair raises Tamina's hand and like does the Triple H point. <laughs> I love it. Uh, does the, the Papa H the Papa H point? Yeah, and then and then rolls out of the ring and you know Tamina claps for her and everyone claps and it's like okay it's so sweet and magical or whatever. Sure, sounds good to me. Um, sounds wholesome. Sounds wholesome to me. I love it. I love it, my dude. Um, let me write this down. <laughs> the match. Um, I think Tamina. Does Tamina help her up? No, he doesn't. Right? It, we're, we're teasing. Yeah. So, so I think Charlotte slow. would want to get up on her own anyway. Yeah. Flair is slow to get up. Not she's not like pushing back. Yeah. I think t- she's just slow to get up. This is this is this was competitiveness. This was competition. This this all this match was was a competition. Maybe Tamina goes to help her up, and Charlotte kind of puts a hand up, like, "Nah, I got it." Okay, okay, yeah. Flair's slow to get up, um, denies Tamina's help. The two stare down, but then Flair raises Tamina's hand and points, and then leaves. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me as well. I love it, my dude. I think th- I think that's good. I think honestly, I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay then. Um. Let's move on to the next match. Here we go. 
This is Mysterio, Rey Mysterio versus Harper versus Bray Wyatt. Triple threat match, United States Championship. Let's hit you with that refresher, Mikey. Okay, go. Ever since Matt Hardy helped Bray Wyatt delete Sister Abigail, it has been smooth sailing, I guess you could say. But since Hardy's retirement, weird things have been happening to Bray Wyatt. Lights flickering, goat masks appearing. Then at Survivor Series, Rey Mysterio, the United States champion Rey Mysterio, was set to take on Jeff Hardy in one-on-one action in what was to be an amazing high-flying match. But it was interrupted by a returning Harper. But this isn't the same Harper we knew before. This is one that is wearing the old Wyatt family mask before, this old sheep goat mask of before, a mask that has been haunting Bray Wyatt for weeks. And these haunts continued. Harper would then interrupt Mysterio and Wyatt's matches for weeks, all culminating in Harper versus Wyatt one-on-one. Harper decimated Wyatt and Mysterio, and he vowed to destroy their souls at Clash of Champions. But can Mysterio defend himself, his championship, and his honor? And can Bray, or will Bray Wyatt finally stop Abigail from getting back to him by becoming the new United States champion? Or, of course... Will Harper destroy the souls of Bray and Mysterio, become the new United States champion, and will a new Wyatt family under Harper's supervision reign? It is time to book this match. I like that. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. I freestyled the ending of that, actually. (laughs) I I actually didn't have a thing for Harper yet written down, so I was like, uh... Um, anyways, uh, thank you. Okay, Mysterio, Harper, Bray Wyatt, triple threat match. What do we got, Mikey? Okay. I... <sighs> it's a tough one. I honestly feel like this is a tough one for me. Here's my pitch. Bray Mysterio okay. retains. Whoa. Right off the bat. Why, why do you say that? Because I have plans for Wyatt and Harper. And Mysterio. Okay, and I imagine we don't want to say those plans as of yet. Well, I mean, part of the, well, yeah, I don't want to say like the plans, but I want to like I have a thing to happen toward the end of the match. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, knowing not knowing what your plans are, I'm going to give you what was going on in my head, and maybe we can you can maybe convince me that your plans will be good. Okay. I I trust you, but I just want to give you my my ideas first. All right, let's hear him. Obviously, first off, Harper's coming out with goat face paint. I think he comes out with the mask and then takes off the mask and reveals goat face paint as well. Of, of course. Of okay. course. Um, so my I, this is a tough one for me because I do sort of feel like Rey Mysterio should retain because this we have been talking about how this match is sort of Harper, Wyatt, Abigail. They're doing their own triple threat. And Mysterio mm. has sort of been this whipping post in the middle, this bargaining chip to get Wyatt, Wyatt's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me is like, whoa, let's get real dark. Let us get hard. Like I said in my, my refresher course, that's why I freestyled is because that's my, what one of my thoughts were. What if we got real dark? Harper becomes U.S. champion. We make a new Wyatt family with Bray Wyatt and ray mysterio in the wyatt family but -hmm. really it's a harper family because harper's new the new head of this thing okay 
and we have we have that situation that that cool scenario where Mysterio is now wearing mask, but he's wearing goat mask. Like his mask is like a goat. Like it's mm-hmm. not like it's not like a Wyatt family plastic mask. It's like a like his actual. Anyways, yeah, it's like a luchador mask, but it's like goat themed. Yeah. Um, okay. And then and then having that situation where Bray is not the leader, but rather the 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 sub, sub, subservient one. Um. I thought that'd be interesting. At the same time, I like the idea of Bray Wyatt winning and and defeating Harper and and beating him um, and becoming United States champion. Mm-hmm. But if your idea, if that maybe is what your idea down the line is, um, that could happen kind of at any point, mm-hmm. um, and may not might not be able to happen here. Maybe that's a WrestleMania thing. Maybe that's a Royal Rumble thing. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't have to be for the United States champion. But also at the same time, if Bray loses, we're then sounds like we're going down a pathway where Sister Abigail comes back into Bray Wyatt, and now we got Harper and Bray Wyatt as a reunited Wyatt family. Yes. And then Rowan is injured still. Um, I'm sure when he comes back, he'd be helping them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or trying to get them back out. Uh, who knows? Yeah, that, that would be also interesting. be interesting. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Do, is, is your ideas down the line good enough? Like to is that? Can you convince me? Okay. So without revealing too much. Okay. So my idea was sort of the same as yours. I think I like the I want Mysterio to win here because I want. Wyatt and Harper together again. Mm-hmm. Um, the only downside to that is that feels fairly like a heel tag team, which I mean they could no, be. That'll be that'll be replacing Bludgeon Brothers, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean it, it's not another team; it's just like a little bit different of a team. Yes. Um. Also, I don't think they they need to be heels exactly. I think they can kind of be like a little Becky Lynch-ish and kind of just do what they want because they're the Wyatt family and they don't, I feel like they don't really have allegiances towards anybody. So. It's a, it is a mythical ghost creature monster thing. I don't think they need to be heels or faces and necessarily and they can kind of just go wherever. Their origins were of a cult. Exactly. Like, I don't think they could, I mean, I just don't, I just think they can just kind of go wherever, you know, like if they want to take on a heel team, sure. Mm-hmm. Part to to take that sidetrack to really take this tangent, part of me feels like we could do that with the revival. Yeah. Um, but yes, go on. Okay, so I was thinking that Mysterio wins here, and that after the match, we get a little argument between why, like maybe Harper is like going for Wyatt or something like that. And you know how, like, when someone shoves someone into the ropes and they do that whole thing where it looks like they accidentally got tangled up, but it's super fake because you could tell that they're doing it on their own? Of course. I think we do something like that, and Wyatt gets stuck in the ropes. And while Wyatt is stuck in the ropes, Harper grabs the, the goat mask and puts it on Wyatt. Okay. And then as soon as, like, the goat mask goes on Wyatt, the lights go out and they're both gone. Shit, that's dope. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm good. I'm on board. I'm on board with that. I like that a lot. Harper, I and honestly, like we don't even have to see them for a little bit. Mm. Like they can be off TV for a little bit and it'd be fine. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, who pins whom? Uh, I think, I think Wyatt's the one who gets pinned here. I also agree. I wrote that down. Wyatt before. gets pinned by Mysterio. And then Harper maybe, like, goes to put the mask on him while he's, like, down. And Har- and Wyatt's like, no, 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 no. And he, like, starts resisting. And then maybe, like, Harper shoves him into the ropes and he gets all tangled up. And that's when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. I agree, my friend. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then my my second thought was that, like, because Eric Rowan was scheduled to return around December, right? Um, yes. I was gonna say Eric Rowan could come back and then, like, hold Wyatt down while Harper puts the mask on him. Yeah, but we haven't gotten official confirmation. That's about the that. thing that I was that that was like my thing in the pocket, just in case he did ever come back. But since he didn't, we could do the other thing. Yeah, the latest news about all this, like the latest, like like the latest actual news that came out about Rowan's injury, uh, was like in August. Yikes! Like there hasn't been anything yet. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. So I, that's I mean yeah I mean, we could also save that for a back pocket if they're not on TV for a little bit we, then we can always come back to having Rowan there as well mm-hmm. or Rowan trying to help I like that I like that Mysterio wins Mysterio Mysterio wins um okay what about this after this match backstage segment GM Page's office okay um um uh Styles and Sheamus are uh, upset with Paige? Not upset. I think they're like they understand the decision, but they're just like what are we supposed to do now? It's two it's four on two. So, like, you know. They're confused. Yeah. About what they're going to do. Yeah. And then uh yeah, and then that's when Paige is like, Alright, um I I see that this is a little unfair for you guys and it's kinda last minute, but Anyone in the building is, like, anybody you could find, you can, like, if you can find another partner, you guys can, they can help you defend the titles, you know? If you can find a third person, they could help. You have, you have until the main event. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, she said, she apologized and says, look, I know this is unfair and I don't want it to be, but look, but take anyone on the roster you can find that can, that want to help, they're in the match. You have till the main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're just sort of left there like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Yeah. Who can uh, we possibly find? Perfect. Okay. Well, the next up will be Drew McIntyre versus Dan Bryan. Let me hit you with that refresher. Mm, okay. Shoot. <clears throat> Dan Bryan had finally beaten The Miz. It's time to move on to new competition. His opponent was Finn Balor, a man that has toured the world, becoming the next prince of wrestling. Brian, however, being the legend that he is, was able to defeat Balor in a very competitive match. Handshakes aside, it all looked good for Brian until he turned around and was given a claymore to the face for his victory. Drew McIntyre looked down on his prey. 
we come to find out that not only does McIntyre not like Dan Bryan, he doesn't respect him either. This is a quote, because when he left and came back, he was applauded and deemed a legend among among men. And what what does this quote say? I wrote this down so poorly. He was applauded and deemed a legend among men. And all of you put him on a pedestal. When I leave and come up, come back, I don't get the praise or that pedestal. I get boos and jeers. I didn't. I deserve that pedestal. Brian, of course, made his own comment about McIntyre, saying that he recognizes McIntyre's hard work. Uh, you know, leaving WWE, then then coming back and then joining NXT and then coming onto the main roster, going to Raw, going back to SmackDown. He recognizes that, and it's just it's, it's he doesn't have anyone's respect. McIntyre stares Brian down. He doesn't need to attack now. Too easy. He wants the challenge of the hunt. When Brian's distracted by Kevin Owens, McIntyre makes his first attack. It's calculated, just like what he wanted. Calculated strikes. But tonight, can Brian preserve his legendary status in some very stiff competition? Or will McIntyre take the goat out of the flock? Mikey, it's time to book this match. All right, let's do it. Drew McIntyre versus Dan Bryan. Foof, be boof. A lot of tough matches here. Yeah. Um, but this is my pitch to you, my man. Go. Drew McIntyre wins. I'm with it. Um, I say I say tough pit decisions, but it's like here it is, and we're like, cool, moving on. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, think this feud is over though. No. Um, but I could also see it kind of go on the back burner a little bit. I, yeah, I guess so. But I do think, like, I feel like whenever Brian gets put into a feud, he ends up losing a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, part of me is like, I, part of me, for me, what this sort of match is and having Drew McIntyre win is Dan Bryan putting over McIntyre as a monster. Mm-hmm. As as a as the as a, I want I want Drew McIntyre to be Craven the Hunter, okay, <laughs> from Spider Man. Uh, I think it fits him. Um, maybe it's just the maybe I it's agree. just the hair. Um, but uh, but I want I want I mean we've been doing the Drew McIntyre's that he's sort of been this guy that is in the background, destroying people, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. What this, what Drew McIntyre's victory here means to me is he is a very viable threat on winning the Royal Rumble. Yes. Um, assuming a member of SmackDown rosters win, but then also he is a very viable threat to winning the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that is what I, I think having him win here sort of cements that more or cements that further. I agree. Uh, how does he win? Claymore. Just, just straight up Claymore. Does he win in a sneaky way? I don't think so. I think he he doesn't need to. No, a def- he needs a definitive. Yeah, win. he needs. I think. I think it's just he gets maybe like one Claymore doesn't do it because you know it's Daniel fucking Bryan. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll give him that. Maybe like one or two. What about what about not two claymores, but rather a future shock, mm-hmm. and then and then a claymore. Okay. 
Remember Future Shock? Remember his old DDT finisher? Yes. Does he still use it on TV? I don't remember. I don't want to watch, watch Raw. I'm a SmackDown man. Uh, through a and fu- through. A Future Shock and Daniel Bryan is down. And instead of hitting him, he just waits in the corner. Oh, man. Like, instead of pinning Daniel Bryan, he just sits in the corner and, like, is just waiting for him to stand up so he can just claymore his head off. Oh, and that's that's the one, two, three right there, right? Yep. Oh, God. Or does he claymore his head off and then do it again for just because just he can? No, no I think it's, I think that'll be overkill. Okay. Just, just... I, I... He he future shocks him. Daniel Bryan is clearly down and probably is down for like a hundred count, but he doesn't pin him. He just kind of sits back, waits, waits, waits. Boom, Claymore. You can count Daniel Bryan to a thousand. Yeah, yeah. God damn, that's beautiful. I love it so much. I love that so much. Perfect. Okay, I perfect. I'm done. I feel like that's done. <laughs> Okay, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, SmackDown Live Women's Championship. Mikey, should I hit you with that refresher of a storyline? Yes, please. Give it to me. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> should stop doing that. The joke is not funny anyway. Anyways, after facing Charlotte Flair, Carmella, and Ronda Rousey, and finally winning back her SmackDown Live Women's Championship, Becky Lynch felt on top of the world. The man is on top once again. Until, of course, Nia Jax walks through the curtain. Now, Nia was the you arguably the star of the Bear Huggers tag team. She picked up the team's victories, and Bailey picked up the team's losses. Nia Jax felt like Bailey was sort of holding her back, but she would never have said it out loud, at least back then. Now it's time for her to shine. Nia Jax attacks Becky Lynch, and the two brawl until some reinforcements arrive. Bailey steps in to stop Nia Jax, to stop her tag team partner and friend. But this wasn't the same Nia. Something is different. Of course, Bailey also wants a shot at the women's championship, but her friendships are way more important. Apparently, though, Nia doesn't think that. Nia gets her first one-on-one match against the so-called man, and even though it wasn't a victory, it wasn't a loss either. She still proved to be as dominant as, as ever. Can Becky Lynch stay the champ, or will Nia Jax dominate her and punch her lights out? And how will Bailey get involved, if at all? After losing a match where Nia Jax could have helped her win and getting visibly of and getting visibly upset about it afterwards, will Bailey stay in her partner's corner, or maybe will she finish finish cutting those ties of her friendship and just focus on herself? Will she be there at all? Who knows? Let's find out together. It is time to book this match, Mikey. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay. Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, what are we thinking? Becky has to win. Right? Yeah, it does feel like that. Okay. I'm thinking Becky wins via Bailey interference. Okay. How does Bailey interfere, I ask? Bailey interferes. On Nia Jax, I think. Interesting. Okay. I think... Why do you say that? Because Nia kept shoving her away and was never there for her and just never... And just threw away their friendship. And Bailey realized that Nia doesn't give a shit anymore. And she's mm-hmm. kind of over it. So, mm-hmm. if Nia doesn't want to help her, then 
well, she won't help Naya. Fair. Fair. And will, in fact, hurt Naya. Yeah. Now, Mikey, I'm going to hit you with my pitch. Okay. Bailey interference. Yep. On. Well, I guess she shouldn't interfere. What I'm trying to say is. Okay. Bailey tries to help Nia Jax win. Mm-hmm. Because if we wanted to, this would be a perfect opportunity to turn Bailey heel. That is true, but do we want to do that? That's that's the that's the million dollar question now. And how? This this would be arguably our biggest change diversion from the main roster. Yeah. Since we started. My my thought about it was that once we were done here, we were going to break away from uh, Nia Becky and go into Nia Bailey feud, and that Nia attacking or Becky or Bailey attacking. There's so many different names that all sound the same. Bailey attacking Nia <laughs> could be the start of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which like is true. Ba- Bailey getting vengeance for Nia not being there and Nia turning her back on her could be the start of the feud, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was my process. You, no, it could go. The reason, so it comes down to maybe like two things, two options maybe I guess, or three. Okay. Maybe. Does is Bailey one? How, what you're sort of pitching is that Bailey becomes sort of revengeful about Nia Jax, and goes out of way to like this is what you get from turning your back on me. Mm-hmm. Um question then is is that bailey what i'm sort of pitching is bailey doubles down on that friendship and turns heel to insist that mike that question is is that bailey Mm -hmm. there's the third option of bailey interference where bailey attacks becky which is interesting yes because it's a dq finish causing naya to lose but she attacks Becky. But I feel like Nia losing on top of that also wouldn't. I feel like that would just burn both both bridges rather than. Yes. You know that would just be like Bailey saying "fuck you, Nia" and also "fuck you, Becky." Yes. True. So maybe there's just the two options: is is Bailey doubling down on her friendships, wholly seeing this friendship as more important? Than a title opportunity, because you know if she's t- teaming with Nia, there's not much room for a t- singles title between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, is is she someone that this friendship is more important for her, or is she someone that this friendship is so important for her that because Nia broke it, Bailey's out for revenge? That's the question. Mm-hmm. The th- so so it's basically like would she do anything to get it back or is she over it you know mhm mhm oof that is the dilemma between these two hmm. cuz ba- yeah i don't know well let's look at the um i guess the pros and cons pro being 
So it's sort of like a Wyatt Harper Mysterio angle, but it could definitely lead to. Oh, actually, it can't lead to because they have a new number one contender. I was gonna say a triple threat: Nia Jax, Be- Bailey, Becky Lynch. Yeah, that's another reason why I was like, all right, after this match, we can get Nia off Becky and put her onto Bailey and have that feud going while we have Tamina versus Becky. Yeah, that was just I was just about to say that was that uh a pro spinning it that way is that we already know who's the next challenger. So doing something that would stay in the title picture will just make it too hard. It make it more confusing than it needs to be, yeah. So maybe it is that is that maybe Bailey does maybe it is your pitch that Bailey does um cost Nia the title. Yeah. Which is a which is sort of a heelish move. Yeah. We're we're dipping our toes I don't, in a heelish Bailey. I don't know if Nia would be the face here though after what happens, you know. No, it, uh, it, it I mean heelish in the sense that like a baby face is coming out and costing uh, I guess baby faces do that all the time. Cool baby faces like Finn Balor do that all the time. Yeah. Or Johnny Gargano when he was a baby face. Yeah. Bailey's not a cool baby face. <laughs> she's like she's like the comedian hey, baby but face she could compared be. to like this is gonna be sound like a weird analogy. She's like the comedian baby face face compared to the rapper baby face. Okay. What I mean by that is like comedians can be fun and silly, but also kinda cool or serious sometimes. Or rappers can only be cool and serious. <laughs> Like, I guess Finn Balor does it does be silly sometimes. He does be silly. I think all baby faces do, right? I guess so. Like, at, anyways, they, they have to be kid friendly, so they got to be silly sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So what? So what happens with this Bailey interference during the match? Bailey runs in and does what? Hmm. D- does she attack Nia? I would think so, right? Does she come in and just straight up belly to Bailey? Bailey to belly? Ba- Bailey to belly, that's correct. I don't know if she could Naya? do that to Naya. Here was, here was my, my thought. I think Bailey comes in with some sort of weapon, maybe a kendo stick or a chair or something. And she slides in the ring. And she's between Becky and Naya. And they're both kind of, like, getting up a little groggy. Like, oh, why is Bailey here? And you, she's kind of looking at both of them like you don't know who she's going to go for. And she kind of takes yeah. a step towards Becky. And everyone's like, oh, shit. She's going for she's gonna help Nia even though everything happened. And then she just turns around and bashes Nia in the head. Well, not in the head. It's a kendo stick. <laughs> Oh well, still not in the head. There's no headshots. Still, dude. even with even Come with on, a kendo the, stick, this is the PG era. Just catch the freaking chair. Put your arms up, Jesus. It's just a weird chop to the stomach or whatever. Fine. Whatever. Well, okay. Will it be corny? Will it be corny for Bailey to throw up the four horsemen sign before attacking Naya? I don't know, cause that's not really her reasoning for it. You know. Like, she's not doing yeah. this for the four horsewomen. She's doing this because Nia stabbed her in the back. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Um, and the ref is there. All like maybe if we were there. setting up like a Bailey Becky alliance, then I'd be down with that. Yeah, but we aren't right now, you know. True. That is true. Okay. Um, so during the match, Bailey runs in with a chair and stands between Becky and Nia. After a moment, um, Bailey hits Nia with the chair, causing a DQ. Does she continue to beat up Nia after the DQ, or does she just kind of like hit her with the chair and leave? Um, I think continuing to beat her up would be overkill for Bailey. I think I think that just hitting her with the chair and leaving DQ finish. Like that's maybe she obvious. hits her like a few like to get her down and then leaves. You know, like the, like not like an all out beating, but just like a few shots to make sure she stays down. Yes, yes. But not it's not like a oh my god she's snapped. It's like a, yeah, it's like a oh damn. It's like oh she's did she's done that. Yeah, like she hits her in the stomach and then like while she's on the ground she's like pow pow and then she's like out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I like that. Becky Lynch wins and retains in a DQ fat finish. And she goes on to then face Tamina at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. What an interesting matchup, Becky Lynch versus Tamina. Yeah. Exciting She's see. going from one powerhouse to another. Yeah, yeah, let's see how that's – maybe we can get a good build out of that. Okay, well, mm-hmm. then let us do our main event Mikey, let me hit you with that refresher that I didn't give you earlier, and now I can fully give you now. Yes, please. Okay. At the SmackDown Live 1,000th episode, the dream match was set. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship, a match that the WWE Universe was clamoring for for years. It was finally here and it was, and it will be amazing. This dream match was destined to would be... Would you say phenomenal? No, not phenomenal. I would argue that this dream match was destined to be, Mikey, undisputed. Nice. Quickly, this dream <laughs> turned into a nightmare with Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong debuted on the main roster, attacking both Styles and Rollins in the process. But their arrival wouldn't stop just there. They would begin to take on the tag team champions of the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro, to show them who really set the bar in tag team wrestling. The Undisputed Era weren't just here to win, they were here to take over. Week after week, they would show their dominance by beating AJ Styles in the bar in every single match they could. Sure, they had the numbers on their side, but so was... They also had that sheer skill and talent. And in all... And it all got even harder for Styles in the bar when Cesaro would suffer an injury to his foot, causing him to miss out on Clash of Champions. But these men aren't backing down to fight. In fact, they love to fight. Despite losing at nearly every outing, Styles and Sheamus would do their best at taking the Undisputed Era head-on. In the first match of the pay-per-view, earlier tonight, the tag team championship match would end in another draw, but GM Page wouldn't have that. Since it's already been these men fighting together for months, it'll end with these men fighting together. Styles and Sheamus can bring whoever else in the SmackDown roster they want into the mix. 
Will the Undisputed Era officially take over the SmackDown brand? Or can this new team of style, Sheamus, and the third mystery person defend the blue brand and stay phenomenal? One match, one pinfall, winner take all. Mikey, are you ready to book this match? That was very good. Can I make one slight adjustment to the end there? Sure, go what? What's for it? Will it's will Sheamus and will Sheamus, AJ, and the mystery person keep SmackDown phenomenal, or will Undisputed Era shock the system? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a shock the system in there. I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> no, otherwise, fine. otherwise, fucking choice. Thank you, my man. I did a lot of good puns about the bar and all this dream match and Undisputed and all these things. But I just forgot shock the system. I forgot they have too many slogans. That's true. They do. They have a lot. Okay, well, Undisputed Era's music hits. They come out to the ring. Sheamus's music hits. He comes out to, or let's say AJ Styles' music hits, and he comes out to the ring. Sheamus's music hits, and he comes out to the ring. They get on the mic, and they say that um, something about their partner is going to come want, out. We, do we, we want Era to enter first, then, if we're trying to do this like surprise reveal? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, they say something about how uh, they're, they search up and down the SmackDown Live roster, and there was only one person that fit the bill so well to wrestle youth three tonight. Um, who is that person, Mikey? <laughs> it, Mikey, is it Rusev? Finn, Finn Balor hasn't been on SmackDown for a little bit. Uh, Kevin Owens is back. Maybe not a great person here. Um, you got any? They got any names? Well, I don't have a name, but I. Okay, is it is he like the prince? Where he's <laughs> I do the have the theme music, which future Mikey will put in post right now. gosh it's seth rollins (laughs) are you kidding me my dude the perfect man it's seth freaking rollins yeah that that completely makes sense the man whose dream match was ruined that completely by undisputed era he lost the WWE title shot his dream match was ruined who else could it have been sin cara i guess Heath (laughs) Heath slater no, it's gotta be Seth Rollins. No, hold on. It's Seth down live, baby. Hear me, hear me out. Heath Slater. But why? <laughs> Seth Rollins is the perfect fit, but Heath Slater had a title shot, and it got also interrupted by the Undisputed Era, and his partner retired and left WWE. That's true. What I'm saying but... is Heath Slater is the perfect fit. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> How dare you, honestly? No, no, no. Let's do Seth Rollins. Okay, let's do let's do the obvious option of the, uh, Seth Rollins. Yes. How, how dare I? That? How dare I take away such a beautiful moment? How could you, honestly? <laughs> I'm offended. But Heath Slater, I thought, I thought we had something cool there, Ryan. Heath Slater will get his comeuppance one of these days. <laughs> 
Heath Slater will return. <laughs> He's just gonna come out with an affinity gauntlet. <laughs> Snaps his fingers, undisputed error isn't feeling so good. Oh shit. Oh man. Uh, I hate to ruin your moment, Mikey, but I saw the joke and I went for it. But Seth Rollins, dude, Seth Rollins is the perfect fit. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be Seth down live tonight. And if you are listening to the show and did not think the same, dude, you gotta keep over booking. It's it's all there. You have to you have you have to watch you you have to listen through again because it was definitely all there. No, you know what? Actually watch it. <laughs> Download HBO Go. I I keep saying watch it. Listen to it. Um Seth Rollins is here, baby. Okay. AJ Styles, Sheamus, and Seth Rollins. The triple S's. Sheamus, Seth, and AJ? Sheamus, Styles. Seth, and Styles. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that was... It's fine. Versus Cole, uh, O'Reilly, and Fish. CFO, baby. St- uh... AJ Styles and Sheamus get a free fresh person with Seth Rollins. Undisputed Era get two fresh people. Oof. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about an uphill battle. And Mikey, I do want to not. I do want to stress. I said it in the uh, in the uh, thing. Every single match that Undisputed Era have had against AJ Styles, Cesaro, Sheamus has always been un- a member of Undisputed Era or the team itself winning. The only time that has not happened was a one-on-one match of AJ Styles versus Adam Cole where it ended in a draw because both members had their shoulders on the mat when the three count was counted. So they're they're really fighting an uphill battle here, especially now that they have not Cesaro, so Sheamus is a little... I bet Sheamus is probably thrown off. Oh, it is the definition of an uphill battle. It's a a four-on-three... Undisputed Era has two fresh guys. They still haven't beaten Undisputed Era yet. Sheamus is out of his element because he doesn't have his partner. And if anything, assuming we're picking AJ Styles and Sheamus and Seth Rollins to pick up the victory here, this just goes to show how much of a star Seth Rollins is. Mm -hmm. Because if it wasn't for him, there would be a strong chance that they didn't win. Yeah. But let us forget all that. Let us decide who wins here. Who we pick in. I will say that I have been very excited about this. This whole match coming up, I've been very excited about the new reveal. But I have been dreading this as well. Because holy shit, who do we pick to win, Ryan? Yeah. This is, I okay. This is quite possibly the biggest decision we've had to make on this show yet. I don't know. I think maybe including Keith Slater in this match was a bigger decision. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Uh, just a girl, Mikey. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. <laughs> uh, I, 
I love how you're building things up for awesomeness, and I'm just tearing things down in your jokes. Every time I'd like, all right, something cool's about to happen. Cool moment, big moment here. You're just like Heath Slater. I just, I just <laughs> undercut you with comedy. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. I let's let's be serious. Let's jokes. Let uh, let's let, let, get I was that. Saying, let's the send door. the jokes out of the room for a bit. It's serious time. <laughs> let's be serious here. Go, continue with what you're saying. I, this is the one of the hardest pitches we've had. This is definitely the biggest decision we've had to make yet. Th- this would be with the undisputed era. This is, this is no going back. This is big old win. This is like Bailey heel turning. Yeah, if undisputed era wins here, like the entire like SmackDown is just like flipped on its head. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, SmackDown is it's a whole different show. But if it's like it's like if Nexus won at SummerSlam. Yeah. But if AJ Sheamus and Seth win, does Undisputed Era just kind of fade to nothing? You know, cuz they've had this big feud, but like after this, if they lose like if they lose here, what do we do? Yeah, it would be it would be what happened to Nexus when they lost at SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> like that That is a, a huge concern of mine is I honestly have no idea what to do with Undisputed Era after this, assuming they lose. Do we keep the feud going? Once once Cesaro comes back? Yeah. Do you see the feud going further? I really don't. This seems like the big ending of it, right? Yeah. I yeah. This definitely seems like the, the ultimate end of this feud. Especially especially with like Royal Rumble around the corner. Yeah. Now, like I'm going to say this. My decision about who should win this match kind of goes down to future booking and planning for the long term. Mm-hmm. A while ago, obviously, we pitched the idea of doing a NXT versus SmackDown match at WrestleMania. Yeah. That, assuming, should the... SmackDown titles and WB Championship be involved in that match? Does that match need it? That these are these are I'm just gonna say the thoughts I have. Does that match need the titles involved in that at WrestleMania? Um, or do they then Cole and Undisputed Rest of Undisputed Era lose their titles by then? Um. Or do we have AJ Styles, Sheamus, and Seth Rollins, Cesaro retain, keep? I don't know. We don't know about the tag team scene with Seth Rollins and Sheamus. I'm not sure about that. We'll figure that out. Um, but then we have if AJ Styles wins, and obviously he can have a, a match at WrestleMania, that leaves the door open with Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Or the dream match. Seth Rollins wins the Royal Rumble. And it, and goes on to face AJ Styles at Mania. Yeah. Um, and we get dream match round two. 
or not even round two, we get like the official, like we get a conclusion. Like we haven't had a conclusion to that match yet. Yeah. They, they, they tussled certainly, but there hasn't been a definitive answer. Who's better AJ Styles or Seth Rollins? And is that a WrestleMania? Is that a WrestleMania match? I, it's gotta be right. That that's sort of what I'm leaning to is what for me what it, I'll tell you I'm leaning towards Styles, Sheamus, and Rollins winning this match because if we're doing if we eventually want to do a WWE versus NXT and Undisputed Era are involved in that, I don't know if I want the WWE Championship and SmackDown titles involved in that thing. Yeah, I don't even think they need to be either. No, like, like you said, like you you asked the question, and I don't think they need to be. I think it's a big enough thing where it's fine to not have them. Granted, do they get them here and lose them later? And that's that's the other question. the The other problem with that, however, is like, and then we got to do like you know the uh, the old the old. Um, um, I lost the match, so I get the uh, opportunity at it. Number one contender opportunity, whatever it's called, rematch clause. That's what it is. Yeah, do got to do all that real quick mm. and build towards WrestleMania. Because then also you get um, if Cole's WB champion, who wins the Royal Rumble and faces him one on one at WrestleMania. But then if Cole's involved in this NXT SmackDown match, assuming he is. Royal Rumble winners just in a tag match, like an, a multi-man tag match. I guess that comes back to the question of if we put the titles in the the NXT versus SmackDown match. Mm-hmm. Which does that again? Does that match need them? I don't think it needs them, but like I feel like if NXT or SmackDown wins, it's like okay, now what? You know, well, if NXT wins, then Triple H is the new general manager of SmackDown. Oh, okay. So it has, yeah. I guess it does have its to, own stakes already. To me, to me, that is the logical stakes to it. We have, oh, we have who's not, the GM of SmackDown. Have, yeah, you and I have not talked about that at all. Um, uh, but that does to me that does feel like if that happened, the stakes are who gets to run the show. Yes. Okay. The other issue, obviously, is what you brought up, which is a great point. What the hell does Undisputed Era do after this loss? Luckily, the Royal Rumble's coming up, so like they could do something else, and we have other tag teams. But it's just like, I don't know. I guess they face Sanity. I guess they're against the Usos. That could be cool. The problem with it is, like, it is something... Now that I'm thinking about that, that is something that, like, like I'm realizing about, like, the whole Nexus situation and all this stuff is, like, in this situation is that, like, when you have people come up and they're such, they're so hot and they're in the big main event feud, like, but then they lose, but then they lose. It makes them, it just makes them feel, it just takes away all, like, all of that heat. Mm-hmm. Like it just strips them of all the momentum they had coming in, you know. 
Yeah. At the same time, it's Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong. They can eat. We can easily build more heat around them. Yeah, but how? Well, I mean, that's that's a future question, I guess. Yeah. It's a tough one, Mikey. It's definitely a tough one. But uh, I'll I'll throw my hat in the ring. I think I'm voting for Style, Sheamus, and Rollins. Hmm. Unless you can convince me otherwise, of course. But I don't know. I mean... In term, in terms, of, in terms, I think, I think you can maybe agree with me in terms of like future long term booking. It makes more sense for Styles to Sheamus and Rollins to yeah. win. In, but in terms of obviously, in terms of short term booking, ugh. yeah, because if if they a, win the if they win, then like. It'd be crazy, but we're back at the same question of where do they go from there. I mean, I guess they go to, like, mm-hmm. running SmackDown and being like, we're the best, we have all the titles, come fuck with us, you know? Maybe, I was like, yeah, maybe the fourth member goes you, after the United States title, the... and then they try to take over with all the titles, you know? Yeah, you telling me Roderick Strong versus Rey Mysterio wouldn't be awesome? Exactly. Or Adam Cole versus Rey Mysterio or Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. And what's great about them is that they can have a great match with anyone, really. Exactly. I feel like anybody versus Rey Mysterio would be amazing. And we can have a sweet faction just running SmackDown, you know? Or we can just have a straight faction freebirding the U.S. title. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they might not have to freebird it because it'd be pretty solid on who's who. Like, Adam Cole holds the WWE Championship. I think Roderick Strong has the oh, I'm not, I'm not saying States. I'm not saying they and, win that, but if they lose this match and go on to win the United States Championship, they freebird that. Yeah, I guess that would work. I don't know. This is all ideas we would have yeah. tomorrow, Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, we could sleep on it, but uh, poof. I did. I did text you at some point saying I had this idea to do like a, like an old first pinfall goes to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. That team wins those, and then the second fall is goes to the WWE. Yeah, but then like. You have the instance of like the second fall being like Bobby Fish pinned Sheamus, and then Adam Cole is the new WWE champion. And it's like, uh, how did, yeah, that 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 feels bad. It's like Roderick Strong becoming an NXT Tag Team Champion. He won it without even pinning anyone. Yeah, he lost the match and still won the titles. I don't know what you're. Th- what are you thinking, Mikey? You gotta make a decision. God, like a gun to your head. All like all the way up to this point, my brain was like, 
I want Ira to win. I want Ira to win. I want Ira to win. Mm-hmm. But now that like, I just don't know anymore, man. Like now that we're here, we're drinking beer. <sighs> yeah, now that we're here drinking beer and stealing fear, uh, talking to our peers. I don't know. Uh, that's not. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Um, I'm just stuck. Like I like I want. Like, all of me wants the era power faction to just run shit, but... We want them to be undisputed across the hemisphere. Exactly. We We want SmackDown to fucking have the system shock. That's what I've been, like, dying for, you know? To run the hemisphere, to rule the calendar year without fear. (laughs) The system shock is here. We want them to be the pioneer. <sighs> are you are you unclear? <laughs> or I feel like I'm being sincere here. I know a little. I know I'm being a little sin- severe. I ha- I have to get. Can we hurry this up, Mikey? I have to get a pap smear. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're gonna keep this bit going for another calendar year, but you already did that. Nothing rhymes with Slater, sadly. <laughs> Hater. Ah. Bader. Um, Mikey, gun to your head. Uh. Uh. I don't know. I think I I can't get the thought out of my mind of Error just running SmackDown. So my vote goes to Error. Oof. Oof ba boof. We're tied. We have no tiebreaker. I guess it comes down to us playing Minesweeper. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I would hate to I mean, if anything, honestly, instead of Minesweeper, I guess we can roll the randomizer and see what happens. Oh boy. Like if that <sighs> is, like we want a happy ending. Or you know, uh I don't know. Um, a title change. Controversy, maybe? Alright, let's hit it. F it. Should we hit the randomizer? Yeah, let's just do it. Oh, God. If anything, that gives us more time to think. Um, randomizer, we here at Hit the Books try to do that. Anything could happen in WWE mentality. So we have a randomizer here. It can tell us if we have an injury, a wellness policy violation, NXT call up, a gimmick match. I listed a bunch of them already. Um, and it is a way for us to mimic anything can happen. Because uh, obviously, we injuries happen and we can't decide on that. So we have the randomizer defi- designed for us. That's why Cesaro's gone. Um, who did that randomizer last week? Uh, I did, I think. Um, I believe you did. So that means make it my turn. So Mikey, are you ready yeah. to do this? As I'll ever be, I guess. Okay. I am refreshing the page. Let's see if anything helps us or hurts us. Um, and maybe that gives us time to think. Poof. Oof. 
Ryan. Oof. You okay? I'm okay, but someone on the roster isn't. Do we have another injury? A major injury. Fuck me, dude. Oh, man. Major injury. We have to roll a D whatever, because I have no idea how many wrestlers there are. What We're trading into real WWE where everyone's just getting hurt. <laughs> that TLC season. Yeah. TLC season. Um, then a... Okay, so let us... So yeah, so we roll a D whatever to see what number of wrestler gets hurt, then roll a D twelve plus one to see how many weeks they're out. It could be bad. And if you think that's bad, Mikey, keep in mind there is something listed on here called the insanely bad injury. I guess there's but something still there's something worse than major injury. Major injury still sucks though. Okay. Um well let me you th- you We'll 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 cut this out in post, but I'll count up the number of wrestlers, and uh, you think about your decision for. We'll think also about our decision for Rollins and Era. I mean, if one of them get injured in match one, then that's it. Well, I guess that could be fine if it's as long as it's undisputed Era roster. I guess. If it's well, also if it's Styles or Sheamus, then we just switch it. Then we then we know it's Era. We go with Era. I was saying they can just they we get like if he hurts himself in the first match he can wrestle in the second one but we'll keep him like not doing much you know as long as it's not like he's out for thirteen weeks yeah as long as it's not like yeah as long as it's not like a deadly injury and if he like if he can work through it then we'll let we'll let him work the the last match we'll do something to put him out of commission and then we'll kind of like how. When Cole ought to wrestle the two matches, and literally in like the beginning of the second match, they just put him through the table. Yeah, and he just was there for like the whole match. Um, I got twenty four. Okay, I counted the Miz in the pre-show, and I counted Bobby Fish because he's attacking. Okay. Do we count Roderick Strong in the main event? Yeah. Make it even twenty five, even though that's not how even numbers yeah, work. Let's do it. Include him? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to roll a D25 to see which member of this roster gets majorly injured. 12. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That hurts. Yeah. Harper. Well, that's also kind of fine. No, no, no. Depending on how long he's out, it could be kind of fine because of the way they disappeared. They could yeah. be gone for a while anyway. True. I mean, it also depends on that's how what, bad of an injury. Like, can he finish the match? Injury? Yeah, that's the scary part. So I'm going to now roll well, D12. I mean, Rowan got hurt pretty bad, and he was out for months, but he finished his match. Oof. Yikes. Oh. Yikes. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Harper, since it is a D12 plus one, mm. Harper is out 
for 13 weeks. Ugh. I rolled a 12 on a D12. Damn. Luckily, though, the good news is I did finally kill that orc <laughs> uh, with that D- with that 12. <laughs> so good kudos to me. Oh, that's rough. That sucks. That hurts. That He's, sucks, oh, Mikey. Boy. I'm gonna. Yeah, you talk about. It, I'm gonna. I'm gonna count to 13 weeks around to see <laughs> when uh, that is. He's out for like. Oh, that's like four months and a little and a little. He may or may not be out of WrestleMania. I'll, I'll get there, but he may or may not be out. Of, he might be out of WrestleMania. 12, 13. He is good to wrestle. Um, obviously, there's no match on that thing. He is good. He returns for the SmackDown episode taking place on Damn. March 19th. That is one, two, three weeks before WrestleMania. It is that is not the return show. That is the week after the return show Jesus. from Fastlane. Okay, I mean, I guess maybe he could have passed the mantle to to Bray. You know, like he passed on Abigail. Well, Mikey, how does he? How do we do the whole bit at the end? I'm going to try to see if I can look up what a 13-week injury might be. I don't know if... Oh, God, I'm getting a bunch of NFL news. Oh, not week 13. Oh, jeez. How many How many months like is 13 four. weeks? Four and a little. More like three, right? Oh, yeah, three and a little. Four, four weeks and a month? How injuries that can take three months to heal. Um, common sports injuries. That could be good. Um, oh, he could have had a fractured or broken bone. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound right. Um, oh, wait, oh, it says weeks here. Okay. Hmm, let's see. It's almost... It's not like an Achilles tendon rupture will take from four to six weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that's four to six weeks. Four to six months to heal. So it's like not a, it's like almost an Achilles tendon rupture, but like a but not like a huge rupture. Like it's not too bad. I don't know. I don't know anything about injuries. But this this is the one that's like the closest to our timeline that I can see for average healing time for common sports injuries, according to VeryWellFit.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. It could be a hamstring injury because that takes anywhere between three to six. So he he did something of his hamstring. Okay. He pulled his hamstring. 
Okay, so I think that's. You think he can work through that just to. I I finish the match off and do his thing, and then we can send him off for the months he's gone. The hamstring can be overstretched by movements such as kicking the leg out sharply or suddenly deceleration when running. Hamstring muscles often pulled when an athlete is overusing or overstretching the muscle. During a hamstring pull, one or more of the hamstring muscles get overloaded and overstretched. The muscles might even start to tear. You're likely to pull a hamstring during activities that involve a lot of running and jumpy, jumping or suddenly stopping and starting. That sounds a lot like wrestling. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he finishes. I think he could finish. I don't know anything about hamstring injuries, but it sounds like he could be. It sounds. It looks like it's. According to what I can find, it could be very painful. Mm. Um, but whether or not he can finish, I don't know. Or do finish by meaning he does the rest of our freaking bit. Mm. But it's also it's a mild one. It's not severe because it's not. It is, these could take six months. These could take a whole year. Yeah. It's a mild one. I guess that's up to him. Yeah, I think he could finish it. I legitimately think he could finish it. Mild hamstring strains may not hurt too much. Mm. So let's say he finishes it. I, 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 this is me not being hopeful. This is me, audience, being like doing the best I can. That's the whole part of the show, audience. If we cannot be serious with these things... We will get out of hand yeah. quickly and just be booking like Kenny Omega as the WWE <laughs> champion. Or I'm, or I'm going to come up next week and be like, you know who is our, who we should be the next United States champion? Who? Uh, um, I'm trying to pull a name out of my butt. Kona Reeves. Um, Kona, Kona Reeves. Um... um Mara Fuji. Do you know who Mara Fuji is? I sure don't. Nope. He's from Noah, a Japanese promotion. Oh. That'd be wild. That'd be that that'd be fantasy booking. We're okay, here okay. This is like the difference between our show and a lot of other and like actual fantasy booking. Yeah, we're fantasy booking, but we try to make this fantasy booking as real as possible. So if we just started like doing wild and crazy stuff that like did not have a sense of this could be on TV. It would get out of hand very quickly. Um, like, like the only thing that's stretching maybe is this Harper Wyatt storyline. But even then they had, they had bugs on the canvas. <laughs> they had the, they had, they had a PowerPoint presentation about bugs on the canvas at WrestleMania for all places. Millions of people watched that and said it was bad. Yeah. Poor House of Horrors match. Never had a chance. But yeah, so we try to make it we take this very seriously about being as realistic as possible. Harper is injured with a mild hamstring pull. For 13 weeks. Okay. Now that does not solve our main event dilemma. Nope. Not even a little bit. 
but we were able to get the randomizer out of the way. Yep. Tackle. Wow. Cool. So, so we, so we just heard Harper and then just didn't solve anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's all the that's all the randomizer really did for us is that it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. I know you're. Ha- I know you guys are struggling with this main event uh, outcome. But um, what about this? Harper is injured for thirteen weeks. Huh? Huh? How about H- that? How's that for a solution? Huh? That's something, right? Guys? Helped you guys out there, right? Poof. Ah, uh, boy. What do we do? I think for me, it comes down to the preservation of long-term booking. That is why my vote is for Styles, Sheamus, and Rollins. Plus, plus, we haven't had Rollins on TV or anything since Survivor Series. So part of me is like, you want we want Rollins to come out and lose. I hate. I, I'm just throwing more but, and more different cards at you to to like see what happens. I guess. Yeah, I think my argument is that like we've built Era to be like these badasses who are taking over, but if they lose here, they just all of that kind of just goes in the trash. Yeah, no, it's the Nexus dilemma. I'm, that is a very real issue um the only difference being to be fair that was nexus that was wade barrett that was curtis axel that was honestly bray wyatt that was ryback that was justin gabriel that was heath slater wasn't daniel bryan in nexus for like a day um so it doesn't really count um he got out. He got out quickly. He knew it was going downhill, so he dipped. He was actually on the if I remember correctly, he was on the other side of that Survivor Series. That's was it Survivor Series? I think it was SummerSlam. On the other side of that SummerSlam match. Interesting. He was like the mystery partner. So that was Nexus. That was like like big old rookies that were on TV for like a month or two months, two, three months, however long that NXT first season went. This is Adam Cole, Kyle Raleigh, Bobby Fish, Rod Strong, huge name from the independent circuit, um, the independent scene from the indies, multiple time champions, and Ring of Honor, PWG, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, NXT. These aren't your 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 Justin Gabriels. No offense to him. These aren't your David Otungas. These aren't your Wade Barretts who went on to have decent careers, but these are high-level superstars that if we want to heat them up, I imagine, Mikey, that we could do it. For gosh dang sake, Tamina has a Royal Rumble big four pay-per-view title match. What I'm saying is, Mikey, is we've been recording for nearly two hours, and we got to come up with a decision. Let's. All right. Let's. Let's. They lose. Uh, let's have Aaron lose. How badly did that hurt to say? A lot. <laughs> Is it the right thing? I think so. I think with everything you've pitched me, I think it makes the most sense because it does preserve the long term the best. As much as I would love to see Aaron take over, it kind of does. 
ruin our SmackDown versus NXT tag team match in WrestleMania a little bit, and it kind of does mess everything up. Um, for WrestleMania season. Yeah, I think now. I think you're right here now. Could would they easily be heated back up if they win that NXT versus SmackDown live match at WrestleMania? I think so. We'll just keep that in the back of our heads. Okay. Okay then. Uh, as a much to our chagrin, um, AJ Styles, Sheamus. That's and, a word. Thank you, Sheamus and Seth Rollins pick up the victory. Who that pins hurt. whom? Styles pins Cole. I agree. I believe that's how it should be done. Just have, just have it. The, the big like the big part of the feud that everyone was hype about. I think just have it end. Styles pins Cole. Yeah, official. Make it official. Yeah. Styles pin Cole. Is there any trickery anything in this matchup? Um, what's I I. I guess we'll come up to the decision about what happened to the tag team title scene on Tuesday. I think, um, I mean, Seth Rollins. That was another reason I wanted, um, well, I mean, Cesaro's coming back really soon, right? Yes. Cesaro will not be this Tuesday. He will be next Tuesday, which happens to be Christmas. Okay. So we don't really need to do anything with the, the, we'll be fine with it, with that. Yeah. I think. Wearing, you know, a... like they can stay off TV for a week if they don't if they have the titles. Like it's not a major change what to do with the tag team title scene. Yeah, Cesaro would no longer be wearing a boot. In fact, he'll be wearing a Christmas stocking when he returns. Hooray! Styles pin Cole. I think that's it. I think we end it with a huge old celebration. I'm sorry. I think at one point Styles, Sheamus, and Seth should even the odds and like maybe put strong through an announce table or take him out in some way so he so it's even you know yeah yeah no i agree i agree i agree that's a so good maybe that's a good spot to have yeah Ugh, this, that might be too much i just thought of a really cool spot but i don't know if it'll, it'll work hit me with it okay so here's a spot i was thinking of seamus seamus like everyone's like, all of Undisputed Era is kind of maybe, like, down and out right now. Um, and Roderick Strong tried to interfere. Sheamus beats – maybe Sheamus beats him up, throws him on the announce table. Like, he's gonna – like, he's about to put him through it. But then he's sort of, like, hanging off of it. You know, he's kind of – like – He's laying on it, but not, like, long ways. Kind of, like, and his, like, whole, like, upper okay. body's, like, hanging. Okay. And this is Seamus on the table or Strong? This is Strong on the table. Okay. Like, Seamus puts him there. And then Rollins sees this and gets up on the other announce table, runs over, and gives Strong a cur- a stomp while he's hanging off the table to the floor. I love it. I love it. That's a great idea. I like that a lot. I think that's good. I think it's a perfect thing to do. 
and AJ's just like clapping. He's like, "Yeah, good job, thumbs up." <laughs> like, sh- and he and Heath Slater's in the back, like, "Oh man, catering, oh dang." <laughs> um, but that's what I think. Meatloaf. I think that, Ugh. I think that's the big thing that happens is that that that's what takes Strong out. I love it. I love like, it. He a doesn't lot. go through the table, but like, goddamn, that was a big stomp. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like that a lot, Mikey. I I think that's good. I like that a lot. Yeah, I I'm just saying it over <laughs> again. Uh, well, then that's that, everyone. That is our Clash of Champions pay per view card. A long episode. Hopefully, I think it can be cut down a little bit. It would have um, been so good too, but then we came to this 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 main event that just really kind of put us through the oof. ringer. There. It's a tough one, folks. Like I said, we we take this of all seriousness and as have as much reality as possible. Um, if we were in the booth, in the writers' room, how would we? What would we decide? And I don't. And of course, it sometimes feels like wrestling wrestling writers are just like ah, these people. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, which uh, we have had that happen to us sometimes. Yep. But uh. It, this is real and serious. This is this is like we take this for real. It's like obviously this is one of those decisions that like it is a course. Whatever whatever way we choose, it is a course. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. But thank you all for listening to this week's this Sunday's episode, this special pay per view episode of Clash of Champions. For more wrestling fun, you can come be the part of the booking community and follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod. There, you can vote in our preview and results results poll every Monday and Wednesday. On Tomorrow, they will be a review poll about the booking of this pay-per-view. And then on Wednesday, there will be a review poll about that Tuesday's episode of SmackDown. There will be no Excitometer poll this week, of course, because we're coming off of a pay-per-view. Um, but they are there every Monday and Wednesday on Twitter at HitTheBooksPod. So please go and vote in there. After you listen to the episode, go and vote on Twitter. If you have any ideas of what to add to a randomizer, you can tweet them at HitTheBooksPod, and we will put them into our list, shouting out when they come up. And hit that subscribe button and leave a review on iTunes, telling people how much you love Hit the Books. We would greatly appreciate it, especially after this 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 barn burner barnstormer of an episode that is all for this week's episode until tuesday when we'll hear from you next mikey to close this night of clashing of champions (laughs) mikey we've got two words for you book it (laughs) 